why do people live the lives they do? What motivates one person to live a focused life while another person appears to just go through life without defined goals? Today, we're going to dive into the reasons behind the founding of Sparrow. Who better to tell us about those reasons than the man who came up with the inspiration and vision for Sparrow and the determination to do good with his time on Earth? Rob Sobhani is Sparrow's founder and CEO. Rob is a scholar entrepreneur. He has a doctorate in political economy from Georgetown University, where he's taught courses on energy security and U.S. foreign policy. Rob is an investor, founder, and board member of Cienza Energy. That's an innovative battery company incubated out of Caltech. And Zach, an explainable AI company which focuses on 3D image recognition. Rob also established the first smart solar renewable energy project in the Kingdom of Bahrain. I don't know how he finds the time, but Rob's crazy about books and he's a huge reader. He also finds joy in doing push-ups while dancing to Donna Summer and the village people. But where Rob finds true bliss is cheering on the world's great soccer teams. Welcome to Sparrow Today with Rob Sobhani, the podcast for people who want to bring the world closer together through the joy of shopping and the joy of giving. Sparrow. Purchase with a purpose. Sparrow is a Microsoft for startups company. Thank you for downloading this program from LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Sparrow.com. Rob is your host, and he can be reached directly via email at rob at Sparrow.com. I'm Victoria Jones. Rob, it's clear just from your biography that there have been many avenues open to you. How do you make the choices you do in how you live your life? And then, specifically, what was your motivating force behind the concept of Sparrow? Victoria, I think if I were to define who's Rob Sabani, it starts literally on February 15, 1960 in Kansas. Uh, that's the day I was born. But on the day I was born, and the first drop of milk that my mother wanted to give me went into my lungs instead of my stomach. And that's when the journey of Rob Sabani started. Because at that moment, the doctors realized that I was going to die because my esophagus was attached to my lungs. And so I was going to die. And I was flown from Kansas to Fitzsimmons Hospital in Denver to figure out what they could do with this infant. They couldn't. They flew me from Fitzsimmons Hospital to Walter Reed Medical Center, and they asked my mother to sign a paper saying that she would not take legal action against them because they had to carve up my body. Really? Absolutely. And I have the scars on my body to this date from when I was born. What did your what has your mother told you about how she felt about signing that paper? She says that it would help other children in the future. And so if the doctors could figure out a way in which they could separate my lungs from my esophagus, then maybe another mother wouldn't have to go through that trouble. But 
I was extremely fortunate because I had the best doctors at Walter Reed taking care of me. So I was in and out of hospitals, Victoria, for a good two years. My mom and dad just, you know, you know, had to go in and out of hospital, take care of my open wound. And as I said, I have scars to show it, you know. And so that's really the defining moment when someone says, well, Rob, what motivates you? Well, what motivates me is the fact that I wasn't supposed to be here. I was supposed to die the day I was born, and yet I'm here. It's something, well, I'm currently clutching my head, and um, as I asked my next question, because it's the kind of thing that either has somebody living a life where they literally live a life of, of utter excess, because, wow, I made it, and the... <laughs> Or it's somebody where they live a very focused life. And that apparently is what you chose to do. Yes. So, and that's again, thanks to my mom and dad, my uncle, who was a doctor at that time, who would come over, make sure that I was doing well. And so all throughout my life, growing up as a, as a infant, and then as a teenager, and then as you know an adult, I was always reminded that this moment happened. You're, you were going to die. And so you need to spend the, the rest of your life thinking about that moment and, and do something that's good and, and, and be thankful that, that you're here. And, and, and that's, the, that's how you should define your life. And that's been a constant reminder from my parents and my uncle who was there at that moment and during those two years. How is your health now? Oh, I jog four miles a day. So, you know, knock on wood, I'm not. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm that's, doing all right. But, you know, there was good. a point where I had to go to Hershey Medical Center uh, in my uh, in the 70s, in the 1970s, because my esophagus was getting smaller and smaller again. So they had to put tubes into my esophagus to enlarge it. And uh, uh, so I was at the Hershey Medical Center for uh, three summers, you know, making sure that esophagus stayed open and not closed. And can you tell us now about the the birth of Sparrow, your company Sparrow? So that moment in which I describe February 15 is probably one of the motivations for starting Sparrow because I figured if God wanted me to stay on this earth, there was a purpose and, you know, let's find that purpose. So I actually found that purpose, Victoria, in 1996, 97. I found that moment, that inspiration for Sparrow. And it happened with a phone call from the president of Azerbaijan. He called me to his office. He said the Soviet Union collapsed. With it, the healthcare system in the whole Soviet Union has collapsed. And we, as a new country, Azerbaijan, don't have the means to inoculate our children. I need help. Can you help? So I took that moment and I said, all right, Rob, here's your moment to try to help children, help a country, and help make a difference. So what I did was I got on a plane. I went to Chicago. I met with the leadership of Amico, which is no longer an American uh, petroleum company. It's now part of the British Petroleum Empire. But at that point, it was an independent company. So I went and talked to their leadership. I said, I need $100,000. And they said, what do you need $100,000 for? I said, well, you guys are chasing a project in Azerbaijan. I think you'll benefit from 
you know, this project if you give me the 100,000. What do you want it for? We want to inoculate kids. Oh, okay. So here's 100,000. Really? We, they, Amico, God bless, you know, Tom Blanton, I think his name was, Larry Fuller, uh, uh, Don Stacy. These are some of the gentlemen that stepped up to the plate. I don't think they're around anymore, but God bless them because they stepped up to the plate with a check for $100,000 that we were able to leverage with AmeriCares for a million dollars worth of medicine. And I remember putting those medicine on a, uh, on a, on a military aircraft full of inoculation, right? Uh, medicine vials and flew from Chicago to Azerbaijan. And we did the inoculation. And the president called me, said, what can I do for Amico? And it was at that moment that I realized that there's something called capitalism with a conscience. There's something called the triple bottom line, not just the double bottom line, that a company, if it steps up to the plate, will not only benefit financially, but there's a societal benefit to it as well. And it was at that moment that the inspiration to creating a company of my own started germinating. And so after I lost my bid to become an independent candidate for the U.S. Senate, the next day I woke up and said, all right, that experience in Azerbaijan, now you've lost. You don't have to be a U.S. senator to do good. And I came up with the idea of Sparrow. Extraordinary. Extraordinary, because Spar what you do with Sparrow, which I'm going to ask you to explain in a moment, is really very different from flying vials of medicine to Azerbaijan. It, it, it's a completely different concept. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about that. So the, so the foundation of Sparrow is leveraging corporate social responsibility into higher online sales for merchants. In other words, what I felt was that there's a vacuum in the market for the intersection of e-commerce and charity. There was a vacuum in the market for the intersection of games and charity. And so I put together a small group of people. We put our brains together. We wrote the code for it. We, we did the front-end design, and we presented all this to the U.S. Patent Office. And they called us back, actually, within six months and said, we've never seen anything like this. Here are your patents. And that was the beginning of Sparrow. So... Sparrow is essentially a, a company founded on the basis of these six patents that we have, but it's essentially about monetizing the intersection of charity and commerce, games and commerce, with the notion and the idea to bring the world closer around philanthropy. You had a very dramatic start to your life. And you've had some dramatic events that you have made happen. Not everybody's had a life like that. Uh, for other people, how do we set sail for people listening to this in our own personal lives to do good? I think it starts with you're at the grocery store. You see an elderly person struggling to pick up their bag 
just go help them. I mean, it's just one little act of kindness, but that's the way we can, as individuals, contribute. The way I describe it, Victoria, is if, if you look at a beautiful Persian carpet, and Persian carpets are beautiful, but if you turn it over, you will find that it's made up of millions of little knots. We're those little knots. If we all do our little part, we create that beautiful Persian carpet. Where do we go wrong? I think we go wrong because inevitably life's daily pressures of if you're a parent taking care of your children, if you are struggling with paying a mortgage, trying to find you know, ways in which to pay your mortgage or pay your bills. And that's actually one of the fundamental reasons that we don't have time to be that generous with our time or with our resources maybe. But that's why I say kindness, at least that's the concept behind Sparrow, doesn't have to be big. It could be small. It could be you shopping, hopefully someday at Walmart, and Walmart's decided to give 2% of your sale to your favorite charity. Now Victoria Jones has the ability to perform an act of kindness by selecting a charity that you want and then finding out what impact your selection had on the life of someone less fortunate. And so that's the idea and concept behind Sparrow is to create the ability for individuals and empower individuals to do good. And that's why we, we're calling it the democratization of philanthropy. There's so much going on in our lives. It's easy to lose our focus. Can you uh, help us with some a couple of tips, two or three tips on how we can stay focused on doing good? I think it's getting your head out of that phone and stop paying attention to social media so that when you're on a bus, you look up and maybe there's an elderly person standing. Maybe you stand up and give your place to that elderly person or whether you're on the metro or whether you're, as I said, at the supermarket and some person doesn't have the last $3 to pay for that item, maybe you put your hand in your pocket and pay that $3. And I think that is the most important way that we can step up to the plate is to start looking, is to start listening. Uh, because I think one of the most important statements that I've heard was from Martin Luther King. And he says, one of the most important questions we have to ask ourselves is, what have you done for others? And you can only answer that question if you're aware of others. And finally, how do you view life? That's a very good question, Victoria. I feel that life is not a dress rehearsal. We're in this world. 
And while we are in this world, we should do good, be kind to the extent possible, help others, but leave a legacy. That legacy doesn't have to be a big legacy like what Edison left us with the light bulb, but it could be a small legacy of helping someone with their groceries on a daily basis, but leave a legacy because that would answer Martin Luther King's question. What have you done for others? Thank you for downloading this program from Audible, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn, among many other sites. Rob is your host, and he can be reached directly via email at rob at sparrow.com. I'm Victoria Jones. <laughs>